Hi, it's Lee with the Brain Performance Center. And today, I want to get in your head and talk about the connection between the brain and the body. And I have got the perfect person here to help me do that. I've got John Haggerty, and he's a professional football player, certainly understands the importance of the body, connection with the brain, and a motivational speaker. And how this podcast came to be is about a month ago, John called me and he said, hey, I'm going to go talk to these kids at this high school and I want to take them, I want to take some copies of your book. And I was like, really? Okay. Um, And he came and he got like 20, a few, 20 plus copies of the book and he took them and he left them with the students to help them understand. And I thought, you know, what a perfect resource to leave somebody because it is hard to be in school today. You know, school shootings happen. It, it's it's just a very different world. And I think that there's so much impacting how our brain works. And we don't talk about that with kids. And parents don't know how to talk about that. I think parents are more focused on what they're doing with social media, as they well should be. Um, but I think the connection between the brain and the body is so important. And I was just, tell me a little bit how about how you got into that position to go speak to those kids? Well, you know, I've always been um, passionate about, you know, helping people, you know, and after pretty much my first NFL team, I noticed that, you know, my coaches and and people um, of my support system, they were like, hey, you'd be really great at speaking uh, to different uh, groups of young men and young women. And so um, whether it was one-off or whether it was group, you know, I started to um, be requested um, to, to come and speak. And then with the NFL and the NFL Play 60, um, you know, they're huge advocates of, of being a part of the community. So that relationship has has been cultivated over years. And I find that personally, I feel that um, I'm very passionate about helping, uh, uh, you know, these young people in the same way that I was helped um, in in providing them with um, the proper resources so that they have success and they know that they're not in this alone. So, um, you know, having your book uh, was a huge uh, resource uh, to uh, really start the conversation that it's more than, um, you know, the body. It's more than, uh, you know, about schoolwork, but it's it's about what is actually going on in your brain. You know, how do you see yourself? What's your relationship with yourself? And so uh, I would say it started from there. Well, you know, and, and even something so simple as because you know, the gut-brain connection. I can remember in high school, I didn't want to eat breakfast. And if I did, it was something that came in a wrapper and was nice (laughs) and sugary and sweet. And I had no idea about, you know, sugar is a neurotoxin to a certain degree. Right. Um, And a little bit won't kill you, but a lot isn't going to make that brain work a lot better. So just, you know, and I think that being able to I know my mom always said, you are what you eat and you are what you think. And in my mind, I heard that. Mm -mm -mm. You can say that again. (laughs) You are what you eat and And you you are are what what you you think. think. 
And I think just, but when a mom says it, it just goes right over their head. But when someone that they look up to that has achieved a lot comes out and says that and gives them, you know, read about it. It's here like in the the first chapter. Um, It makes it more real and it brings it home. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should think about what I eat for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, when we talk about the brain and body connection, it's so much more than, um, you know, just, just thinking about one aspect. There are many aspects of um, what affects your brain than just um, maybe school. It's, it's environment. It's nutrition. You know, it's, it's the way it's self-esteem. It's the, the emotional con- uh, component of it. It's uh, the culture that you're around. Um, and so all of, we have so many um, factors that influence what goes on in your brain. And now, just like you said, it's not the same as it was 10, 20 years ago. Um, I remember I got my first cell phone in ninth grade and it was a chirp. Yes, it was a chirp. It was a chirp phone. You know, it's like a walkie talkie. Uh, nowadays, you know, uh, kids are able to have access to a cell phone, you know, when they're four or five, mm-hmm. you know, six, you know, in high school. And now social media, you know, has uh, everybody's attention to to some respect in a great degree. And it's, it's like it's dominating, especially if you don't have a filter and you're just absorbing everything that you see. And now it's like, well, how do I feel about this person? How do I feel about myself? Because this person is posting this and everyone is liking this. No one liked my posts, you know. So now internally, I feel bad. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I associate and now I'm a loser to myself when, you know, that has no bearing on anyone's God-given talents and gifts and what they were truly created for. And now all of a sudden, because, you know, we have this, uh, the bad connection with the brain and the body or the brain and the environment. Now um, we have all these problems that we're facing in society that people really don't have um, an answer for, right? They're trying to answer it in other ways, but until we recognize the relationship that's going on within ourselves, uh, it's just like the statement that your mom made to you, right? Yeah. You know, um, it's about what you think about yourself. Uh, then we won't see that real change. And me going into me going into the high school uh, to to speak to those young men was um, very. Um, it was very exciting to do. I was very energized. And, you know, a lot of these young people don't have hope. So I say, you know, instead of me just going in and just talking to them and and just talking at them, let me actually, you know, explain this. Let me actually give them something tangible. And, uh, you know, a, a funny thing happened as I was leaving, one of the young men was in the principal's office and uh, um, in the front office and he had already cracked it open. And uh, the administrator, uh, Ms. Carey, she's like, 
wow, he's already into it. So he was already into chapter one. And so. Uh, that makes that puts a smile <laughs> on my face. Yes. Yes. So it's it's like um, whether whether I handed, you know, 20 plus books out and one person read it or all 20, you know. All it takes is one. You know, you never know where it's going to go from there. And so I, I pray that, um, you know, they they do open it and they do start. Uh, to read the books so they can start having uh, that internal conversation. A lot of times we have external conversations, right? Well, and, and start having that conversation with your family because brainwaves are genetic. And what you're experiencing as a young person, you don't know how to deal with it. Is this right? I don't think this is right. But you don't have any context. So as a, you know, a young person says, wow, you know, brainwaves are genetic. Mom, did you, did anybody in your family, did grandma ever feel like this? Oh, yeah. Well, then that's validating. Okay, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just what's going on in my brain. And the good news is, is there's all kinds of ways that you can fix that brain. And some aren't that difficult. You know, having someone, there's so many apps out there right now that you can use to track your mood for positive affirmations. Brain training, you know, and brain training is not going to change the way your brain works, but it's like exercise, you know, it keeps it how well it is working. It keeps it working at that same level. Right. So as you coach people and you mentor, is is your focus purely on what do you focus on? Well, I believe that uh, the way we're, we were created is not to... Um, have partially successful lives and success in one area and be suffering in other areas of our lives. So I approach my coaching standpoint is, is a unique one. I approach it from a holistic, complete wellness aspect. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, if, if, if you're financially well, but you're nutritionally suffering, or if you're physically well, but you're financially or mentally suffering or emotionally or your environment, then we have some things that that are uh, off. Right. So I try to uh, first sit down and really understand, Okay, uh, who is the person that is sitting in front of me beyond the workout that I can give you? Because sometimes you can give clients the best workouts possible. But there might be some factors if you're not detailed in knowing who you're coaching. There might be some personal factors that are going on that is hindering them from their process, whether it be just like you mentioned, their gut health. So Mm -hmm. it might be that they have the energy and effort and and willpower to want to do better, but there may be internal factors that are going on. So I say, okay. Let's put as much on the table as we can, can as we can and identify and, and really get your philosophy of how you approach things. And then I can tell you, here's what you're doing. Great. Keep doing that. Here's what I would add. And here are the things that I would subtract if I want to have long lasting success. Because so much of the time we're programmed to want quick fixes. Mm-hmm. And then after we plateau in several areas and it's like 
Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, and so many times, and we talk about it in the book, it's lifestyle choices. And those are what is hard to change. You know, yeah, I'll get to the gym. I can work out. But, you know, I've got to have my donut on the way to the gym. And then I've got to get on my phone and check my social media. And I don't have time, you know, to eat well. Or juice? I don't have time for that. So, but I can I can drive through a window and pick something up. Right. And it's those lifestyle choices, I think, that can be we're cutting off our own nose, so to speak. Yes. Um, you know, to your point, you know, a lot of people um they're they live their lives based on how the internet and social media tells them to live their lives instead of uh, realizing that, okay, you have these gifts, you have these talents, you know, this is where you are, um, you know, and, and this is who you are, you know, you're more gifted. And so sometimes, um, many times, a lot of people leave so much on the table because they're trying to be something they're not and do something that, you know, is detrimental to, you know, brain health, body health, health of relationships. All those things are, are key factors in um, really living a, a, a complete uh, life of wellness and having, you know, your brain on and game on at all times. You know, we were talking earlier and sometimes life is going really, really good and something happens and, and you mentioned it, you know, you, when you left your first NFL team, mm-hmm. you're you're like, is that the reality? Uh, but I'm never giving up. So you, we've got all this internal struggles when life changes, and life is going to change absolutely all the time. Yes. And I think just helping. And I think when you're young, you're more overwhelmed by the change. The older we get, the more we realize, yeah, well, <laughs> life it's is going to change. But when you're young, you don't know that. Right. And, you you know, maybe you shut down. Maybe you explode. Um, but knowing how to deal with that. And if those 20-some-odd boys were listening to this today, what would your follow-up with them be? Well, it, it would be to one thing that I wanted to do is spark the, the, the interest in, in actually turning it, turn that brain on to get their game on because um, I wish you could have been there. <laughs> I actually got to um, uniquely have one-on-one time with every last student. And, and I asked them, you know, um, you know, what do you want to do with your life? What do you see yourself in five years, in 10 years? And uh, some of them and, and many of them were like, I don't know. And so, you know, that speaks to vision. And, and not, you know, I just don't know. I can't see that far. I don't have any hope. So from there, analyzing uh, the, the crowd that I was speaking to, you know, I want to go into an environment and motivate you, uh, first educate you, and then motivate you. Um, because if I can turn your I don't know to I think I know, and if I can turn your I think I know to I know, and then if I can turn that, I know to, oh, yeah, I really know. I'm going to do That's it. what I want to do. Yeah. And so it, it's 
life is always a process and it takes time. Just like you say, you know, uh, nothing is permanent but change. And so knowing that, you know, most most of the responses that I got was, you know, I want to play sports. I want to uh, go to this school. You know, I want to go to the NFL or own a business or, or do X, Y, Z. And so I said, you know, that's great. Um, you know, you want to go to the NFL and you're probably a phenomenal athlete. But let's say, um, you know, you kill it in high school. You know, you're the man. You have the touchdowns, the yards, everything that you need. Let's say you get that amazing scholarship. And in your sophomore year, you get hurt and you, you can't play football again. Now, what's your plan B? And a lot of them were like, oh, I never even thought that. I was like, now I'm not saying that's going to happen, but we always need to have more than one plan because life changes, you know, even for myself, you know, um, you know, working from um, the environment that I came from, single parent household, all the way to the NFL. And in my first game, I uh, tore a ligament in my foot against Green Bay <laughs> was out the whole season. Wait a minute. This is everything I work for. And so um, learning how to to deal with those things, because life sometimes throw you curveballs, right? All the time. <laughs> Many times, right? Yeah. Throw you curveballs. And, um, you know, it's 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 understanding that regardless of what happens in my life, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to sometimes be angry, but not to the point to where you isolate yourself or you feel like you're inadequate because something happened to you, you know, um, because what happened to you doesn't define you. And so a lot of times in social in the social media world or is like um, if this happened to you or if you don't have this or if you do have this, it's like, you know, we, we attach a stigma to that. And now it's like the people who don't have it, they feel a certain way. The people who do have it, they feel a whole certain way right. about it. So. So what's your goal? You, you've been I know you have another um, school line or group in this next month that mm-hmm. we're going to talk to. Is your goal, to, is there an age group that you're targeting or are you just wanting to help all ages? Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, from the el- elementary, middle school, high school, college, um, you know, even even adults, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I coach I coach people who are, you know, uh, twice my age, you know, um, almost three times my age. So I've, I've coached a, a wide variety of clientele. And uh, I think that's um, the, the unique part about it is, um, you know, someone who's, you know, in their thirties, you know, I'm 32. Um, my birthday was February 5th. I remember that. <laughs> um, but someone in their forties, fifties, I'm able to um, coach uh, them as well because of my experiences, uh, because of, my trial and error and my experiences that I went through, I'm able uh, to have that credibility to coach them. And one of my clients, um, you know, uh, well, several of my clients are pastors. And so 
they lead, uh, you know, the church spiritually, mm -hmm. uh, but they rely on me for nutrition advice and physical advice and, and vice versa. If it's spiritual, iron mm -hmm. sharpens iron and things like that. Uh, and so it's, it's like um, you're never too young or old to have, you know, mentors. And so um, I'm grateful that they will allow me to coach them and say, okay, even though I have this space over here, I'm not too big to to say I need help. And I think that's a big problem in society today. People are are prideful in saying, I need help, you know, um, and asking for help. And everyone wants to, you know, you know, I don't I don't need help. Yeah. Man, let 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 go of your pride. It's okay to to, to um, ask for help because I have um, leaders in my life as well. You know, how do you, it's just like, how do you think I learned this? How do, you know, people think that I learned how to be in the very best shape. I had the very best trainers. You know, uh, uh, my nutritionist was the same nutritionist who uh, met with Usain Bolt and, and these professionals. I sat down with her, I picked her brain. And so uh, talk about turning your brain on, game on. <laughs> I, I said, you know, and that's after Usain Bolt ran like a 9-6 for the world record. And so, you know, my quarterback uh, with the Patriots was Tom Brady. Locker was right across from mine. His seat, uh, you know, was right in front of mine in meetings. And so uh, I allowed him to coach me and mentor. And there were things both that pertain to football and pertain to life that I took from that. So, um, you know, if you allow yourself to, you know, be in, uh, you know, regardless of what environment you are, if you um, allow yourself to, to be humble about it and learn from those experiences, uh, which this book can help you all um, navigate and, and facilitate some of um, uh, a lot of those things that are going on, then um, you can get closer to, you know, discovering your purpose and living your purpose. Ultimately, that's what I feel my calling is, is to help these young men to discover, uh, discover their purpose and live their purpose and empower them to do that. You know, I want to be someone that when I leave from talking to you, you say, hey, I have the power to go out and do this and I'm going to do it. And you know what? I think that that is a fabulous note to end on. And I just want to say this. I so admire what you're doing because we've got, we've all got to give back to the community. Yeah. yeah. And I pledge to you 500 books for you. And my goal is that you give every single one of them away Within the next six months. 500 books in six months. I got another challenge <laughs> on the way. She done challenged me 500 books in six months. I got it. I accept the challenge. And if any of you watching this would like. <laughs> Y'all got like to help me out there. She said 500. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it's just such a, a great way to give back to the young people and to society. So thank you so much for joining us today. And if they want to learn more about what you're doing, how do they do that? On on Instagram, you can follow me at I-N-T-H-E-L-A-B-W-O-R-K-I-N. That's 
in the lab working on Facebook. It's Jonathan Haggerty. I think I'm at the 5,000 limit, but that's that's up for discussion. If I like you enough, I can move somebody out the way for you. Um, on Twitter, it's Royal underscore Hag. That's H-A-G-G. So Royal underscore H-A-G-G. And LinkedIn, it's Royal Haggerty. So H-A-G-G-E-R-T-Y. All right. Well, you're out there and we'll find you. Yes, ma'am. Thank, Thank you. you so much.